0: So just maybe a quick question also about the your work. Do you have any inspiration for that nature? Maybe a creature inspired you. You didn't really did any research, but maybe it's fascinating for you and never be a, a considerer in our field.
1: I'm really fascinated by animals that transition between environments dynamically by changing their morphology. For example, the diving birds that use optic flow-based methods to dive into the water folding the wings, and like this, can survive very high speed impacts into the water without you know, damaging their delicate wings. Another example are spiders. So spiders that can walk. They can walk on the water surface, and then they reconfigure their legs to make micro sails. And this allows them to sail on the water surface. Ballooning spiders are another example. So they can build spider-like silk parachutes, and uh, that they can mm-hmm. spin, and then they use these parachutes to migrate long distances. Other examples are flying fish or flying squid that um, mm-hmm. reconfigure their soft structures to, you know, fly and dive underwater. So this type of multimodal um, capability that is enabled by reconfiguration of soft aerostructures structures. I think it's extremely fascinating and I think there's a lot for us as a field to learn from this type of animals.
0: So maybe the question here also, what's maybe area or direction of research you think is very promising, but maybe the communities seem disagree or it doesn't give much attention?
1: So. I think one of the key areas that I think is very interesting um, for the community, but also personally, I think is very exciting, is the field of soft aerial robotics. So using soft materials or physical AI methods in aerial robotics. So this is something that we focus on. We have three methods uh, that are three directions or vectors that we study within that. One is the aerial aquatic mobility for robotics, where we can use soft folding wings or morphing metamorphic structures then to do folding for um, aerial aquatic transitions. And to do that, we need to model and develop new systems that can uh, be modeled and be manufactured that allow for this metamorphology during the transitions. The second uh, field that we look at is on material intelligence. And this is about integrating sensing and different functional materials to do functionalization for aerial robotics. This is about soft composites with embedded sensors that can aid and support in perching, for example, or aerial, aerial transitions, landing on surfaces and so on. The third field that we study is on biohybrid systems. So basically using biological materials and biological processes, actuation and sensing principles in uh, mobile robotics. And I think this is a int- very exciting field that is also starting, where people, uh, including us, look at different ways how we can benefit from biological Processes, chemical processes in biology, bioengineering-based processes to augment functionality in robotic systems.
0: I think that's really excellent point, and I would like to break again this point. First one, maybe should ask you, or all you ask this question about the design of like wing or morphology. How, how how you consider the design process? Is you looking for the behavior to mimic the behavior, or you try to mimic the structure of the the like the bird? How you approach this kind of uh, design process?
1: So, I wrote a paper about this called the Bioinspired Robot Design Paradigm, um, mm-hmm. which is a, an attempt to formalize a, a methodology of how to do that. And I think the conceptually important aspect in this is to look at nature, look at natural systems, and try to identify the key principle that is valuable for enabling functionality. And so by this principle, um, then to extract this principle and then to um, uh, um, implement the same principle using the best of engineering knowledge and creative processes of um, robot design and material choice and integration in the robot. So this, um, this pathway from, create, from analysis of anim- animals and nature to mm-hmm. the clear definition of the principle, maybe through modeling as well and biomimetic exploration, but then to go through the creative aspect of building it, I think, is the, is the full cycle. The modelling of the structures themselves also has a role, of course, to dimension certain uh, aspects on the robot. So that's the implementation part. But the creative exploration comes uh, before that.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'd like to ask you about the modelling in this part. Do you think that in the modelling technique, which level of scale we have to go for? If you wanted to design certain structure, do you think you have to go to maybe continuous scale or we have to go to micro? How do you think about the current modeling approaches in the field? Do you think they capture the dynamics happening in the soft material? How do you see about, about these approaches used in the field for modeling?
1: I think um, typically robot, robotics would um, base the idea of control based on the state estimation model of the system. So you have a model that you can predict how it behaves and what are the physics. Uh, the physical forces and so on acting on the system, and then there's a controller and an actuator, which is very predictable that can then give an output and like this uh, allow for some autonomous uh, navigation, for example. Now, soft robotics uh, doesn't have this luxury because uh, Mm -hmm. the structures are very difficult to model, there's hysteresis effect, there's hyper-elastic properties of the materials So it's very difficult to model. There are some models that exist, such as mooney Rivlin model, which is quite popular or other constitutive models. But again, they're more on the material level. Once it gets integrated into the system, other effects such as manufacturing come into play or kind of integration interfaces between robotic elements. So it becomes very difficult to model. So I think we can do some modeling to do some sizing, for example. So it gives us a first indication of the motors, pumps to use based on the model, but then quickly you have to, if you want to do real-time control, I think Mm -hmm. we we can leverage embedded and distributed sensing with machine learning methods on top of that to learn the the, the dynamics of this particular implementation of the robot. So I think this is very similar to actually how nature works and Mm -hmm. using this approach or this method of um, controlling such soft robots, I think is very promising, rather than trying to model everything perfectly. Because this, at the end, I think will be very difficult, given uh, changing and challenging environments which are also, by themselves, very difficult to predict.